From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. My name is Manish Kata, and with me, like most weeks, I have Jeff Goodnow. How are you, sir? Hola. I am doing good. Peachy keen, Where- peachy keen. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So it's a it's a beautiful day. It's like seventy five outside. Can't wait to get out there. All right, all right. Looking. So we're we're talking about RIA testimonials this week. Uh, We let all the compliance people have their webinars for the first couple months of the year. Uh, (laughs) We wanted to jump in and and give our two cents. Uh, First and foremost, let's get a couple things out the way. Uh, We are not compliance experts. Um, yes, I'm the CCO of this firm, but we still have attorneys and compliance people that we rely on uh, to make sure we have the necessary information to act on. So do not take any of this as compliance advice. We use Max at Stark & Stark as our corporate attorney, RIA Registrar out of Iowa as consultants. We're more than happy to refer you to people. Uh, but this is just two knuckleheads talking about what we think about the testimonial rule. Uh, and uh, once again, it's, it's not compliance advice. So now, now that's out the way. Um, so there was a new amendment that was announced um, uh, middle of December about a new advertising rule. And I had to push our original recording of this podcast because of some uh, family and, and business issues that came up. And it was good. It ended up being a blessing in disguise because on Friday, March 5th, uh, we're recording this on Saturday 6th, uh, they actually entered the rule into the register, which means uh, it becomes effective 60 days from the day that it's entered. And so that would put us at May 4th. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, May 4th. And then it basically you add 18 months to that. It pushes us out to like November of uh, 2022 where they well, start enforcing. Well, so the 18 months is the tra- – yeah, so the 18 months is that transition period, right? So the transition period, how this works is the SEC enters a rule. Uh, 60 days it goes effective. And then there's a transition period, which gives not only firms the time to get compliant, but really the SEC – time to figure out how to enforce it um so it's kind of it's kind of weird because it's like they 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 pass this rule then they're going to start seeing how people up doing it uh and then and then decide on on how to enforce it um so i've always taken the stance look i'll look at this on month 19 um but to each their own right so jeff what are the three key parts there's a lot going on with this. We're not going to unpack all of this in 20 minutes. Right. What are the three key parts that we want to talk about here or, the, or about the rule in general? Yeah, I mean, this essentially what we're doing, right, is setting the, setting the stage for what we're excited about. And I think there are three key terms or situations that you need to be aware of. It's pretty simple, right? A testimonial. This is something that is, it, it just means that you, you have an existing client who is going to speak in some form or fashion, uh, whatever media uh, 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 process there on behalf of you, right? They're going to tell their story of why you're just the greatest thing since sliced bread, you know, how you help them and, and, and so forth. So the next thing is the endorsement. And the endorsement is, you know, just briefly think about you're going to pay a celebrity or, a, you know, a blogger, or you're going to really compensate someone for saying something about you. Uh, I have to, I always laugh every time I t- see uh, Tom Selleck right, puking his guts out about reverse mortgages and how it's the greatest thing ever, um, as if he's ever going to have to do a reverse mortgage, right? But that's a paid endorsement. 
And, and then the third thing is something that really I'm excited about is the fact that, you know, the third party rating services, because that's, you know, think of a, a Yelp. You're going to go figure out where you're going to go eat to dinner, you know, go out to dinner, or open table or Yelp or Google review, right? You're trying to figure out what to do. You look for the simple review to try and get a feel for what's out there. Well, we've never been able to do that in our industry. Right, it's testimonials and rating services and all that jazz. I mean, yeah, we just we have to ditch it. So now we'll be able to do something along that lines. And, and there are obviously rules we're not going to go super deep in, but but those are the three key pieces that are kind of game changers in this space. Okay, cool. I so I've you know been responsible on and off for compliance at the firm for quite some time, and I've always taken the stance. You should understand what you are supposed to disclose before you make the advertisement. Reason being is because you might not want to actually make it uh, after you figure out all the disclosures that you're required to make. So before you and I jump into the the benefits of doing this, right. I wanted to point out that the five Absolutely. key disclosures that you have to pick. So the first one is, is the testimonial or endorsement given by a current client? Um, that needs to be spelled out. Uh, was there cash or non-cash compensation provided? If you offer $20 gift certificates to all your clients to, to um, write a testimonial, you have to disclose that yeah, underneath and, the testimonial, by the way. Yeah, and this, um, this is, this is and, actually, I want to insert just briefly, uh, just for clarity. Like There are certain guidelines that, that go from testimonial, which is normally a client. I said endorsement is typically some outside non-client person. But if compensation rules fall in there, you, you can create a testimonial can become an endorsement. So anyway, yeah, it's definitely. It's to your point, right? You got to understand yeah, way, these. Way to, way to confuse them even more. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, no but that's it, the it point. Is. It's so confusing. Right, that's it's the so point. It's so confusing. But you're right. You okay. have to understand So the third it. point is the terms of the compensation. So you actually have to, to – you can't just say, yeah, they were compensated. You have to uh, list out the terms of that compensation. Any materials, material conflicts of interest that you have – conflicts of interest is something that you should disclose you know, a, a, no matter what you do, but you have to disclose that here. And the fifth one, which I found interesting, is you have to disclose any material conflicts of interest by the promoter as a result from your advisory relationship. So – Let's not unpack that too much because that can go down a weird, weird path. Um, but those are the five things that, uh, that that you have to really pay attention to. Yeah, no, that that's good to, to have those listed. So now we've spent more than we do on an average podcast uh, talking about sort of the ground rules or the you know some of the details laying the groundwork for the podcast. So what we really want to get to, the meat of this, is why in the hell are we excited about this? I mean, why does this rule matter? You mentioned on Industry Gossip that, that this rule even existed, right? Was it underrated or overrated? Um, but, but fire away, man. Why is it that you're excited about this? What do you think? What is this? Why does this matter? Yeah. I mean, I think this is huge. I think, I think, you know, the advisors I talk to at least are, are, are underestimating the power of this. We as humans and in this uh, generation, we search for everything on the internet, right? The old saying, you go to social to entertain yourself, you go to Google to search for stuff. Right. And so advisors have always had their hands tied behind their back because they're not able to come up on Google rankings. They're not able to come up on review sites. I mean, think about it. You go to Amazon. What do I do? I order it by Prime and ratings. I go to Yelp. What do I do? I order it by ratings. And so, you know, we search for everything. And this gives the advisors 
in your local area now the ability to to participate in that search functionality. Um, and and to, to your point earlier, I, I think you had mentioned this uh, a couple times where, um, you know, having a client explain or, 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 you know, give a testimonial of how much you've benefited their lives, it's a hundred times better than you making a brochure with two people on the beach holding hands. Like it's an actual person explaining how you made their life better. Um, that, that's well, powerful. Yeah not, not, yeah, not only that, but I, I think... You know, I'm going to take the flip side of this a little bit because one of the most awkward conversations that we as advisors ever have to have with clients is when, you know, they, they don't know our rules and they, they go out to our Facebook page or they go out to our whatever and they say, oh, you guys are awesome, man. Thanks so much for the help. Uh, it was incredible. Blah, blah, blah. And what do we have to do? Hey, appreciate it. But uh, can you kindly remove that gracious comment because that falls under the testimonial rule and I, I can't have that on the website, you know, or on the, the whatever it is. And, and now at least there's some finally, even though there are rules and there are disclosures and whatever, now at least those kinds of things can happen because that conversation sucked. Well, there were, there were some compliance people that would say, like, you know, if, if a client liked a post of yours... Mm -hmm. You know, you couldn't disable likes, but you had—I don't know—I read something where, where someone was yeah. you know, saying you you got to tell them not to like it or something stupid. Where it's ridiculous. You know, it it just yeah. This this opens it up, and and so I think uh, I think it's I think it matters because it's the SEC is finally catching up to where the world is moving, or the world has already moved when it comes to um, you know, endorsements, testimonies, etc. Yeah, now look, right. there can be a lot of abuse, and I hope that there's some way of curtailing that. Um, because t disclosures in itself are great, but it doesn't necessarily curtail abuse. And that's probably a part two of this. So where does this have material impact in your mind? Yeah, well, so I think uh, one of the areas is, is just simply growth strategies, right? I mean, I know, um, you know, from the standpoint of how do you, how do you grab re uh, new clients, right? How do you get new clients? Well, 80% of advisors will say referrals. Well, that's great, but the only way they were able to get a referral was literally basically a, a, a conversation, right? There wasn't any, oh, well, I've posted this thing and somebody else, the spider web of the internet, if nothing else, right? This client says, hey, great, you really saved me. Um, this was so helpful. And then three other people who happen to know that person because they posted see that post. Then they go, oh, wait a minute, scratch, scratch, scratch. You know, I, I need that same kind of help. That doesn't exist up to this point. And so now I think from a growth strategy that you need to think about your marketing process because now the re it can still it's still technically a referral, right? You can still say that, but there are opportunities to make that referral bandwidth so much bigger. So that, that's the first thing on on my list. Well, I want to I one thing you added in on this uh, on our on our teamwork document mm -hmm. that I want to take is the the niche marketing. Yeah, I thought absolutely. it was a really uh, powerful statement where you know, right now, let's say you, you know, you're on your site and you can say, I help people with HSAs, <laughs> uh, you know, that's really it. Right. Whereas now you can actually have a client say, listen, I, I had a situation where, you know, I, I was using high deductible plans and I kept saving for all these HSAs and this advice, you know, this advisor helped me get it invested and yada, yada, yada. It, it's just a very different story right. than I help people with this right, right. and so that, that that niche marketing aspect which a lot of people are gravitating towards that right you know on Twitter I see it all the time people who focus on dentists and you know medical professionals whatever it is I think this is where 
testimonials and endorsements are going to be huge for folks that are in niches. A hundred percent. hundred percent. That's absolutely uh, a big deal. Now, there's another area, though, that I think is, is pretty cool, and that's just simple brand awareness. I mean, the, you know, you, you don't have, like I say, you don't have to delete the compliments. You don't have necessarily, you, you can focus on whatever your niche is. Um, you can take a, a slightly different bent on how you get your brand out there. Now, not, not every firm, I realize not every advisor is necessarily real focused on brand awareness, but I still think there's an opportunity to create that um, aura about your firm that didn't exist before. I agree. Um, I agree. And like, yeah, and like I said, the referral network, it's, it's real simple. Um, you know, the, the fact that that suddenly becomes a much more broad circumstance. And, you know, I know one advisor who has a whole bunch of uh, associations with other, you know, lawyers and CPAs and so forth. And that's kind of their referral network rather than their direct clients themselves. Well, hey, guess what? You know, how, how can you help that CPA? Now you might be able to have the CPA discuss one of them discuss how you know you've helped them in their business by taking this you know situation um and again it's just a matter of, of there are so many opportunities here you've got to be aware of the testimonial versus endorsement etc but the fact that we can now finally do some of these things is incredibly exciting well i i was uh shout out to max at stark and stark because i was uh, on his uh, snappy crapping webinar and one of the things that that he brought up uh at its core, you can now request a testimonial from a client, add it to your site, and then advertise it. And yes, yeah. there's a lot of disclosures around that. But at its core, that's one of the main functions of this. And how you use that, as we just discussed, can go in you know, 20 different directions. But, but that's its core. So you know, that, that, to me, is the biggest takeaway in terms of what the benefit is for the advisor. Um, anything right. else come to mind? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is and this is one of those things. Like I said, the, the compensation. We're not going to go into all those details. Just be aware to to, you know, to pay attention there. But I I think it's um, you know, it's that next step, right? We're finally. Uh, you said it a little bit ago. You corrected yourself, like, oh, we, well, it's not where we're going, but it, we're kind of playing catch up. I a hundred percent agree. We are finally walking into the right century. Uh, when it comes to these things, everybody and their mother picks up their phone. And does some sort of a search for a review to see what's out there for their shoes, their food, their doctor, their whatever. And our industry is like the only one that couldn't do it. So, uh, what else? What other benefits do you do you see uh, for advisors in this space? I, I think the SEO and and like you said, the rankings it, for those who are tech forward. I mean, the the type of search terms you can now rank for. Mm -hmm. For example, you you know, if you say the best advisor in, you know. Um, Maryland, for example, uh, you can actually, you know, if your if your site has that testimonial, you know, you're going to start ranking higher for those search terms. And so yeah. it's it's it, it. Whereas before you probably you couldn't write that. Right. That was it was too promissory or whatnot. So well, here's I think for those. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So here's one of the things that I think is a differentiator. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit in in person versus face to face. Right. How has your firm if you if your firm has really kicked ass through the pandemic and all that stuff, and, and you've sort of figured out a way to create kind of both ends of the spectrum in service, what a great thing to do a testimonial on. 
rather than, oh, well, my my guy's performance or my gal's performance is the be- better than everybody else, right? It's about that, you know, some of you, you might have a couple of testimonials where we love coming to the office and they really create a warm environment and blah, blah, blah. And a couple of testimonials that, you know what, we, we actually moved to Oregon from Florida and now we're still able to keep our advisor because we just do Zoom meetings and it's really opened up the, taken some pressure off of us and, you know, whatever. So it's just another example, right? Don't always be thinking about performance. Sometimes it could be the, the client experience. Yeah, I agree. And so to, yeah. to wrap this up, I, I can't reiterate enough. Make sure you understand all the compliance requirements, okay? Uh, Have it mapped out. Do not go at this half-ass. Have it mapped out because, for example, you need to understand now what to do if there's a negative review. You can't just go delete it. You know, what if that client was never a client of yours to begin with? You can go petition Google. There are all these ins and outs that you really need to map out before you do this. So, honestly, you should probably not do anything until month 19. I know there's going to be firms that are going to jump on this. That's whatever you feel comfortable with. Potomac, for example, will probably just wait till month 19 and make sure that right. the rules are mapped out um, completely. So first and foremost, understand uh, what the disclosures are, what the requirements, the details, all that things are that you're going to need to go through to, to get this yeah. off the ground. Um, we would love to hear how people implement Absolutely. this. You know? So any feedback, yeah, any feedback at all, let us know. And we're going to scour sites over the next you know, six to nine months just to see what people are doing with these testimonies. Someone's going to get creative. Someone's going to do things that, that are going to get them locked up. Um, <laughs> it's going to run the gamut. It's, it's a wild west. I'm telling you, because, you know, it, you can do it right now, technically, you know, May I, I 4th, guess on May yeah. 4th. But, but, but there's still no guideline, really. So it's like someone is going to take it and, and run with it. And it's going to be exciting to see. I mean, maybe we need to get lives here, but I, I feel like I'm getting all geeked up to see how these people are going to use this stuff. Well, look, the, real, anyway. yeah, the reality is when it comes to regulatory, I always laugh because it's, it's just the fact that the way this whole system is set up, it's not about here's the rules and here's how you have to implement. Whoops, you have to implement it. And here's how, you know, we're going to enforce it. It's here are the rules. We're going to wait and see what everybody does. And then we'll decide what we like and don't like. And we're going to enforce what we think you should have done. So definitely be cautious, but uh, it's still exciting time. So uh, let's let's hit this, man. What do you have for a recommendation? What's your recommendation this week, Manish? Okay, so yeah, so (laughs) I was really against buying this, right? It's a Roomba i7, one of those um, automatic machine vacuum cleaners. Loser. My parents were like, this is, (laughs) yeah, my parents were like, this is awesome. This is awesome. Go go look at it and and I bought it and and listen it's it's actually awesome like it I love this thing like you let it run you know maybe when the kids are taking a nap or you leave for the day whatever it is and, and you just it just bounces around the house and it you actually empty a pretty full um uh you know what do you call it vacuum tray or whatever. I look and I so, know hold on obviously I, look, I know you, you have you hold on hold on hold on you have to have a flat surface you can't have a <laughs> RV so don't jump in here with some comment about an oh. RV. Um, and, and it, it, you can't have a lot of stairs and things like that. So you have to have a, a, a setup for it, but, uh, it's, it, it's, it's worth it. I think. Yeah. So. I, you're, you're, I know you're the guy that's going to set Mokshi on this, on this Roomba and, just, <laughs> and do a TikTok video. It's some shit. I don't have uh, TikTok, but yeah, uh, sure. I'll, I'll yeah. Anyway. All right. So just for you, bro, I am wearing the shirt. 
the shirt that you you hated my purple shirt. So wait, wait, I, I, I am story. recommending. I tell the story. All right, you go for story. it. No, 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 no. Stop. You got to stop. You got. So Jeff has this fucking ugly purple shirt that has some logo on it that he kept wearing. So I I DM'd his wife and I said, please, when he's not looking, you know, poke a hole in this, throw it away, do something. And she's she was of course Kim's a trooper. She's like, I'm on it. And um and so you decided to be a and do what? Buy the exact same shirt in a different yeah color. yeah and there's no logo so look for 20 bucks you can get the most comfortable polo that's wrinkle resistant upf 15 or something you can pick your color whoop whoop hey there you go there you go i'll do a little meme action for uh get a little animated gif action for for uh, martina to play with there but uh look we 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 we, we lo- i love this shirt that's uh, all there is uh, so i got another one there tough it out buddy tough it out what's i mean do you i mean can you make an actual coherent recommendation like what's the name of the shirt that kind of stuff yeah so as always in the show notes it'll reference but it's harrington is the name of the shirt and uh i just went out and found it on amazon the exact same shirt uh there you go hey and and think about this if you want to do some some of your own branding it's a good shirt to work with because for 20 bucks that's cheap enough and uh it's very comfortable so there you go simple recommendation well so marketing marketing is going to compile all of these recommendations and, yeah. and release it in a video of some sort i wonder if anyone actually goes out and uh, buys or uses anything based on anything we have to say uh maybe, hey maybe they'll, they'll maybe they'll make a comment on the bottom of the youtube video that hey i tried this shirt it's awesome it's awesome all right well listen uh, i appreciate your time of course jeff and everyone who is listening yeah. or watching our YouTube channel is blowing up. You have to get on this rocket Boom. ship. We are superstar actors and actresses here at Potomac. And uh, subscribe, smash the like button, do all that jazz. Um, we love you. Thank you for your time. You know, we're hustling. We're recording on a Saturday here while you guys are sitting out drinking somewhere. So uh, we hope you like the content. And um, thank you for participating. Have a good one. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Adios. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.